Welcome. I'm Helena, and you're listening to the Women of OCR podcast, where we get a pump sharing our battle experiences, war scars, and OCR training advice. Today, we're talking to OCR athlete Zoe Shepanek, who runs races competitively. Here's a sneak peek at some of the stuff we'll talk about. I started to get healthier, and I started, you know, to find a sport that I love. And now that I found a sport that I love, I want to be good at this sport. Everything that you get with the sport of OCR is, I want to say, positive. You are in a positive environment of everyone who are trying to better themselves. I walked like over that finish line. I just like sat down and just started crying because I was just like so overwhelmed with all these emotions. Like I just pretty much went through hell, but I did it and I made it. How awesome does Zoe sound? Let's meet her properly. Turn that volume right up because we're about to kick off. Uh, so I started back in about 2014. I think that's, yeah, that's when it was. Um, back then, I wasn't the, uh, the fitness type. I was kind of the more like, after work, let's go to happy hour and go out <laughs> and do it all over again. And, you know, I had those crazy friends that were like, hey, do you want to wake up early on a Saturday morning and go hiking? And I'm like, uh, no, because I'm probably going to be hungover. You know, I was that person. Yeah. Um, I was going through like a transition and I just needed something positive. I needed something um, that would hold me accountable, that would challenge me. And so I signed up for a Tough Mudder and everyone's like, are you crazy? Like those people like go through like under barbed wire, they go like they plunge into ice, like they get electrocuted, they go through deer, like tear gas. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds, uh, that sounds fun. Let's do that. You know, like. I needed to kind of divert my way or divert away from the bars and, you know, like mm-hmm. do something else. So because I signed up for it and I was telling everybody, I was like, okay, well now I really have to do it. And I signed up with a couple of friends that I found out that they were running it. And right after, like I was hooked, like being out there and just rolling around in the mud and climbing over things and like looking at something and being like, I don't think I can do this. And then like, I did it. I was like, oh, okay. You know, it's like, it was awesome. So I was like, okay, well, what other races are out there? And so I really liked the competitive aspect of Spartan Race because in Tough Mudder, you're not timed. And in Spartan Race, you are. So you can always improve your time and race against others. And I did my first Spartan Race in Malibu, I believe. I like signed up on a Groupon. (laughs) I got some really late afternoon heat. I had no idea like what to expect. And it was just awesome. So like from then on out, I was just like fully just OCR mode. Yeah, I love how you mentioned kind of the feeling of, oh, I don't think I can do this. And then you do. And then it just feels so good. Um, Oh, you feel so accomplished. It's like it kind of just awakens something in you. Like it just like awakens like a little fire where it's just like you're just so proud of yourself. I guess that's like the best word. Like you're just proud that you actually did it. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of why I do it as well. Because a lot of the times when I tell someone I do obstacle course races, And I mean, women, when I tell women that, they Uh reply with, oh, I could never do that. I want to, you know, be like, you could so do that. And I guess that's the point of this. Um, Do you ever get those reactions? I, I get those reactions from both like male and female. Like I will go out and they're like, 
uh, what are all those bruises on your legs from? I'm like, oh, I did a race on, you know, last Saturday. They're like, what kind of race? I'm like, you know, an obstacle course race. And then I have to like go into full detail of like what it is. Cause half people don't know. And they're like, oh, I could never do that. And I just like start laughing. I'm like, you know, we're more capable of like, we're capable of more than we know. And like, don't knock it till you try it kind of thing. Um, and so I've actually convinced like quite a few friends to run them and now they're, they're hooked too. <laughs> nice. And going back to your first one, the Tough Mudder, how did you train uh-huh. for it? So I, I think I gave myself, it was like two or three months before the Tough Mudder when I signed up. Nice. And I was kind of starting from scratch. Like I considered going on like a baby hike, like once a month, like <laughs> fitness, you know? Um, so I signed up for like a boot camp. So that way, like if I signed up for it, that means I had to go to that class in the morning. I started doing that. I started just running. I started just going out on the trails. Um, I started changing all my eating habits. I was just like studying everything that I could, just going to different blogs and going to like the Spartan website, going to the Tough Mudder website, just like, you know, trying to just fully fill my brain with what to expect and what to do to just kind of mentally and physically prepare me for it. Nice. And I noticed that you mentioned a lot about like hiking and running, which we know running is a huge part of an obstacle course race but a lot of yeah. people who are new to them they get kind of hung up on the upper body strength aspect to get over the they, obstacles they do i feel like when you say that it's a running sport people only concentrate on running and then they forget to do upper body or grip strength or even you know squats or anything like that mm-hmm. so it's kind of you have to do so many different training styles for this sport So it's like you, and you can't just run on a treadmill. You need to go outside. You need to go fill out the terrain. You need to have your ankles and your feet and your body get used to all this uneven, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. out there. And then you need to work on your grip strength. It's not just, you know, lifting weights. Like you need to do pull-ups. You need to like grip things with your fingertips and like see how long you can hold them for. And, you know, there's so many different training styles that go into like this particular sport. Yeah. And what would be your favorite? Like what's your go-to workout? Uh, Back when I was, I'm not now, but back when (laughs) I was working out and training for it, um, I love leg day. I mean, everybody, you know, has their love hate relationship with leg day, but I love squats and heavy lifts and, I love doing that and then incorporating it with running as well. So it's like your legs feel like jello, but then you just keep running on them because you know it's going to benefit in the long run. <laughs> yeah. What might that routine look like when you do the squats and then followed by running? Like what is the protocol? Uh, I mean, of course you want to warm up. So I would do like a light jog on the treadmill, like one to two miles just to kind of like warm up a little bit. And then I would just set up a squat rack, get some not necessarily super heavy squats. I would try to get a lot of reps in there just to get my legs tired. And then I would go and try to run a little bit because that's what you're going to encounter in a race. Your legs are going to be tired and you're going to have to keep running and you're going to have to keep pushing yourself. And then in between that, as much as everybody loves these, I would try to throw in some burpees just because you're going to encounter those in a Spartan race if you missed an obstacle. So it's just, you have to get your body used to being tired and just using different muscles and not just like one muscle category. That feeling of tiredness, how do you deal with that, whether in training or in a race? It sucks. I mean, it's not great to be like exhausted and like having to like find like deep down and be like, you know, you got to keep going. Um, But I always just try to remind myself, like, why I started. Like, I started to get healthier, and I started, 
you know, to find a sport that I love. And now that I found a sport that I love, I want to be good at this sport. I don't want to suffer out on the course. So it's just, you just have to kind of just remind yourself why you started in the first place. Do you run any competitive heats? I do. Um, I, I started off with the open class Mm -hmm. and I did a few open races and I found that I was doing fairly well. So then, um, my friends that I were like, I was meeting through all these races, they're like, just sign up for elite, sign up for the competitive heats. And, you know, it was scary, but you know, on some of those races I did fairly well. And then, I mean, there's the sum where you're up against Amelia Boone or Rose Wetzel mm-hmm. and you're just like, okay, they're just going to smoke me right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are your like toughest obstacles or like ones that you might fail on? I'd say, like, the multi-rig. Like, mm. monkey bars are a hit or miss. Like, depends on if it's raining or not. Like, if they're wet, like, I'm going to have a little bit of difficulty with those. But the multi-rig, like, even on a good day, sometimes you just lose your grip. You lose your momentum. You slip. Like, and it's just, like, that's it. And then you're just, like, cool. 30 burpees. Like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that one's really tough because it combines, like, different types of grip as well, right? Cause it's- yeah. Because, and, you know, they like to just throw in that you're not, you're just doing, you're going to a bar, and then you're going to rings, and then you're going to go to rope. Like, it's not just one thing. And so, I hate the multi-rig, but when you get through it, like, it's just, it, the feeling is just amazing. Oh, yeah, I know. I had the, I still have kind of the same love-hate relationship with the inverted wall. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, <laughs> I, it's such a struggle, but the first time that I got over it, it was like in my third or fourth race. It just felt uh-huh. so good. You uh, just, it feels awesome. You're just like, and then for the rest, like you get like a nice little energy boost. You're just like, yeah, I got this. And you just like keep going. Um, that's like the same with the spear throw. I have such a love-hate relationship with that because if you make it, you are so excited and you just like <laughs> take off running. And like, I usually like, yell a little bit or I scream or I like jump up and down or something so I'm just I'm always excited and then you know when you miss it you're just like walking over shamefully to go do your 30 burpees and the entire time you're doing your 30 burpees you're just like upset (laughs) (laughs) yeah what's been your favorite race moment so far I'd say just completing um last year I on a whim I'm not kidding you I signed up like three days before the race to do the uh, Tahoe Spartan race world championships oh wow and I was just like okay like might as well let's just go do it and that was the hardest race I've ever done um and when I completed it and I walked like over that finish line I just like sat down and just started crying because I was just like so overwhelmed with all these emotions like I just pretty much went through hell but I did it and I made it through and I like feel so accomplished and it was like one of like the biggest challenges I've ever overcome so I'd say although it was the hardest race for me to do I'd say it's still my favorite what made it the hardest like terrain and obstacles oh it was like everything um I knew that there was like a swim I didn't think it was like that long of a swim and it was freezing like I don't remember the exact temperature I think it was like 42 degrees Fahrenheit or something like something just really cold um and I was kind of feeling good like you were you just like went up to the very peaks you're running back down and then it's like you were cold all morning you're like oh I'm starting to warm up now and I'm like oh this swim is going to be refreshing and (laughs) it was not like my body just went into shock as soon as I got in there luckily some really nice gentleman who was swimming next to me and just like looked at me and he's like you know you got this let's just keep going keep kicking your legs keep kicking your arms like he like kind of talked me through it the entire way because it was cold 
And as soon as you got out, like, you were just chilled to the bone and you couldn't warm up. And they just kept throwing all these obstacles at you. Like, they wanted you to pick up things and you can't even feel your hands. And they wanted you to go through all of this barbed wire and then swim under more water. And then they want you to climb a rope. Like, it was so challenging. And I wanted to give up so much, like, throughout that race. But as soon as I finished it, like, I just felt so accomplished and I was so proud of myself. I do hang that medal in a special place. I do like I have my world championship medal like on its own little hook like I usually have my sprint medals and my other and my supers and my beasts like all in different categories or that one just like sits on its own. <laughs> yeah and I've become such a medal hoarder since I started OCR. <laughs> oh my gosh I know like people walk into my room and they're just like how many have you done? Like, <laughs> exactly so you mentioned that you might want to share some racing tips Yeah, so I like to, I mean, on the course, there's tips for that. And then I like to tell everyone when they're doing a race, like the after tips, like oh. when you're going, make sure you bring baby wipes. Like people don't think about that. You're after you've been in the mud and you have like that little kind of makeshift shower that they give you. Like, there's mud in all places, and I just tell everybody, like, bring baby wipes. It will save your life. And to bring, like, trash bags to put all of your wet and muddy clothes in, because I can't even tell you how many bags <laughs> I've ruined by doing that. Like, and just telling, and I like to tell everyone, too, like, don't wear cotton. Like, everyone kind of tries to plan out what they want to wear before a race, and I'm like, you need to wear something that breathes. Avoid cotton. Get some shoes that you either, A, don't care about, or B, have, like, a really good tread Um, and so I just like to give people kind of tips for just going into a race like that, um, versus like during the race, I guess. Yeah. And, and if you're in the UK, you didn't even get showers at all. Oh, you don't? No. <laughs> There's a small company that makes, um, like towels that fit in your palm, but when you make them wet, they expand. So uh -huh. that kind of helps, but you know, it's not, <laughs> no, you have to wait until you get home to shower. Oh my gosh. Okay. That sounds, yeah, that sounds a little miserable. <laughs> um, yeah. All, all part of the game, I guess. I got, I mean, you signed up for it. So I mean, you, whatever, you can just go home and shower, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Have you, like with the mud and all, have you ever been worried about getting uh, an illness or something? Because I know it was huge news in Europe when um, at a Tough Mudder in France, I think people got ill after the race. Yeah, I've seen, I I mean, all of my friends, of course, the ones who don't do OCR, they send me all the, the articles saying this girl got some eye infection or this mm. person, you know, is paralyzed and this and this and this. And it's, you know, accidents are going to happen. Things are going to happen. Um, but I guess as far as like muddy water and getting infections or anything like that, I mean, don't open your eyes underwater. That should be a, a biggie. Um, mm -hmm. if you do have any like cuts or scrapes before you go into the race, try to cover them as best as you can. Um, and then if you get some along the way, I mean, it's kind of a judgment call. Like you can either participate in that obstacle that has some really muddy water that thousands of people have been going through. Or you can, you know, you can skip it. So it's kind of like you have like the plus and minuses of it. Yeah. And one thing I think is also worth considering is the adrenaline. So what I find yeah. is that as soon as the race kicks in, I'm not even thinking. I'm just jumping into the water and, you know, just doing things that otherwise I would like ponder and be worried about. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. When you're in that race mindset, you're just like, you're going like it is like the only speed that you have is just like forward, you know? So I understand that as well. Like I don't even hesitate most of the time going through the stuff. Like I don't even know how deep it is and I still jump in it, you know, which is not really a great decision, but you know. <laughs> yeah. The excitement just takes you away. It um, really does. Yeah. Um, I understand you're missing the excitement right now. I am, unfortunately. Uh, I had hip surgery the beginning of June, so just a couple months ago. So I'm going to be out of the OCR racing world for like a year, which kind of oh. sucks. But, um, you know, I still like to be a part of it in any way that I can. I still like to go to the races and cheer on my friends. And, you know, I love to still give racing tips and mm -hmm training tips to everyone and um and also in return the community that you encounter in OCR like it's like a huge family so since I've been going through this like the amount of texts and phone calls and care packages and everything that I've got it's like the majority has been from my OCR family so it's like I'm very grateful and thankful that I've found a sport like this to kind of help me get through it amazing so if someone w did get injured so like me I'm, I'm kind of cross training at the moment not injured mm -hmm. nothing like you going through an operation and everything but it is it does feel really hard missing out on races are you booking any in advance to help yourself get over it um with this particular injury it's like I want to but I have no idea like how long it's going to take before I can actually start running again I have to just really listen to what my hip is feeling and like, uh, what it can do. I have like next year races in mind that I would like to do. However, I don't want to, you know, purchase them just in case I can't go. And then I have to like, you know, pay the fee to get the race transferred to a different one. Um, but instead of, you know, booking races, I guess I've been just setting other goals. Um, I'm just taking it like day by day, like, I moved from 10 minutes to 15 minutes on the bike this week, you know, Amazing. so just like, like little things like that, that like, it's baby steps. I'm pretty much completely starting over from scratch. I'm not looking to be running for about like another four months or something. And that's just like jogging. That's not even like really running and doing training. So it's going to be a long road, but I just set like those little goals in mind. Like next week, I want to go up to 20 minutes on the bike and, you know, like, you know, just like little things like that. And if you're dealing with an injury, I always kind of want to tell people to just, like, listen. Listen to your body. Um, I could have, I mean, I couldn't have avoided my injury in completion. Like, I mean, stuff happens. Um, but the severity of my injury, I could have avoided that just by, you know, when I first injured it, I could have just pulled myself away from racing and training and getting it taken care of. But... You know, being mm. in that community, races are really addictive. Like, the feeling that you get during a race is just so amazing that you just want to keep signing up for more. And then it's just, for me, it was one excuse after the other. It's like, well, I already took the time off of work. I already registered. I already have my travel plans. I want to see my friends. You know, like, I kept making excuse after excuse after excuse to do these races where I should have been sitting out the entire time. But... You live and you learn, and then now I'm just, you know, starting over and working from that. Nice. I wish you the best of luck with that. <laughs> Thank you. Was there anything else you wanted to raise or discuss? Um, I would say, you know, if you're wavering on the idea of signing up for a race, I would just say just do it. Um, mm -hmm. You're not going to regret it. 
uh, everything that you get with the sport of OCR is, I want to say, positive. You are in a positive environment of everyone who are trying to better themselves and they just want to see you succeed and they want to help you in any way that they can. And I mean, the obstacles that you like you overcome both metaphorically and physically, like it's just that's amazing as well. Um, So even if you haven't ran in months or years or you feel like you're out of shape or anything, like, don't doubt yourself. Like, get up off the couch, go start moving, sign up for a race, and you're not going to regret it. That's what I would kind of like to tell everybody. Yeah, totally agree. Like, I've seen people that have taken ages to get through the course. I mean, compared to, like, elites or, you know, fitter athletes. And it was still amazing for them, and it was amazing for us watching so yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, this level of fitness shouldn't be the blocker. Yeah, and I like I want to tell everyone I'm like, there's no excuse. Like I am really good friends with Missy Diaz, who is an adaptive athlete who has spinal bifida, and she does these races on crutches. And she's done I forgot how many races. Like I think it's close to almost a hundred of these wow. races. Um, I was lucky enough to run one with her, and just she is so inspiring and so motivating. It's like, there's no excuse. If this girl can do it, anybody can do it, you know? Like, it's, you know, so it's amazing to see those kinds of athletes, like, finish courses like that. And it's not just, she's not just doing sprints. She's doing super. She's doing beast. She's doing tough mutter. She's doing battle frogs, you know? Like, she's doing everything. So there's no excuse. That's what I, you know, should tell everyone. There's no excuse. (laughs) So so what's the longest race you've done? Uh, The longest would be probably the Beast. Um, I did, I think the World Championships was probably the, was longer than Temecula in uh, Southern California. So I think that would probably be the longest one that I've done. I mean, in my head, I wanted to do Ultra Beast and I wanted to start training for all these other ones, but I needed to get my injury taken care of. So Mm -hmm. those are still on my list to do. (laughs) Nice. How about you? What's the longest one you've done? Um, Beast actually as well. Um, and mm-hmm. last year I was so unprepared for it. Um, my <laughs> ankles were, oh God, I just, uh, yeah, I just wore wrong shoes and my ankles were horribly swollen the next day. And then I oh, got no. on a long haul flight to America, which made it a whole lot worse. So it took me about a week to recover from the race. Oh, soon. yeah. Oh, I could only imagine. Was, yeah. I mean, you can't always be completely prepared before a race. You can do a lot of research. You can ask a lot of friends, like, what should I wear? What should I bring? All this stuff. But you you never really know what you're going to encounter until you actually are in it. <laughs> you just kind of hope for the best. That's part of the excitement, isn't it? Not knowing what yeah. you're going to get. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it, I guess it's always better to be overprepared than underprepared, I guess. <laughs> nice. And so for any, any beginners looking to take that step to sign up for a race, what race would you recommend i mean i'm of course i'm going to recommend a spartan race just because that's where my heart is i love spartan race Mm -hmm. i'm not knocking any of the other races by any means that's just those are my personal favorite um but you know a tough mutter was great just because i signed up with a team and you had to finish as a team you weren't on any time constraints like you weren't penalized if you didn't complete an obstacle the obstacles were a lot of fun Um, I think that's a really great way to kind of introduce yourself into the sport. Um, or if you do decide to go with Spartan, if you're kind of intimidated by the beast or the super, go ahead and go with the sprint. Like it's only going to be three to five miles, which I mean, still sounds like a lot to most people, but 
I, you're not going to regret it at the end. And then you're going to be, you know, you're going to want to start completing your trifecta. You're going to start looking into all these other races to do. Um, so I would, I'd recommend maybe a Tough Mudder or a Sprint. Any particular location? Uh, well, I'm based out of California. So mm-hmm. the most of the races that I did would be in the California region. Um, I think it just depends on where you are. Like, just find one that's closest to you. Or if you want to go on a vacation, go uh, make a vacation out of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't really recommend, like, one location, um, especially with sprints. I guess for the longer races, I would, you know, Montana, I haven't been. And I wanted to go this Mm -hmm. year, but I'm hoping next year. It just looks beautiful. So I would want to do a Montana. Um, I'm going out to Breckenridge this coming weekend. You know, of course, I'm not racing, but I'm going to be there, and I'm just so excited to see the course because it's in Colorado, and I can just only imagine how beautiful that's going to be. Mm-hmm. So I think once you get into those longer races, that's when you're going to go to, like, the more beautiful locations, I think. I totally agree. And the main reason I was asking is because in Europe you'll find a very different – Spartan races are very different depending on where you go, which kind of uh-huh. makes sense because the licensees are different. But yeah. um, – Ones that I found are especially amazing are Eastern European ones. Um, oh, okay. They just are so rugged and whole new level of experience. Which, but I haven't actually tried any American ones, uh, which I would no. love to. Um, so I cool. you we should switch. I really <laughs> want to do some races in Europe, and you should come over here and do some races here. <laughs> totally. I yeah, I actually visit California from time to time, so I'll have to check out the race calendar. Yeah, for sure. I know. I. Do you ever find yourself doing that where you think you want to go somewhere and you're like, huh, I wonder if there's a race around (laughs) the location that I'm going. Every time. (laughs) I always do that. Like last year, my family was going like on a family reunion vacation and I like Googled it. I was like, huh, there's a Spartan race like three hours away. You guys don't mind if I do that, do you? (laughs) Yeah, it's just such a high as I can't compare it to anything else. And actually something I did want to ask you about is that, uh, do you find that it carries over into other areas of your life, like that sense of achievement? It, I, you know, I think it really does, especially for me personally. I, you know, I really liked to go out drinking all the time, and just you know, I didn't mind being hungover. I could care less to go outside and go outdoors. And being in the sport of OCR, like we reawakened like my love for the outdoors. I grew up like kind of in a rural area, so it's just I love being outside now. And I love, like, to consciously make healthy decisions on what I'm eating, you know, because I know how it affects my body now. And I, you know, the friends you kind of surround yourself with as well, like, they kind of are like-minded. They also are really, you know, striving to better themselves, you know, to be healthier. And so you surround yourself with that, those people as well. I found that I start, like, waking up earlier. I, like, have more energy during the day, like... My parents call me and they're just like, you're a completely different person. Like I come home and I'm just like, hey, everybody, let's go hiking. Let's go do this. And like, this is not this has not been you the past few years. So I think it has a lot of positive. It has a really positive impact in your life. Would you say would you say that's the same for you as well? Oh, absolutely. I I felt really stuck just in the period before I did my first race. And I remember just the feeling of when I finished it and I got over most of the obstacles. I think I only fa- failed two or three, which were monkey bars back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it honestly, like I started taking more risks um, and generally just in, in all sorts of areas in, of my life that were previously stagnating. 
So yeah, I completely agree. And it, it kind of just, it gives you a boost of confidence as well. Like you're kind of transforming physically and you're transforming mentally. And so I know that for me personally, it gave me just a boost of confidence, like in every aspect of life. Like I, you know, was, I was more confident in the workplace. I was more confident to, you know, achieve and strive and do different things, like sign up for different things that I had been scared of in the past. And, you know, just, I, I think the sport has a really great impact on you. Yeah. And I think it's just that thing that you said of, again, kind of, you don't think you can do something, but then you do it. And then it's like, what's the next like step and the step after that. And it just, all of a sudden you're getting closer and closer to some goals that previously might have seemed huge but are now really achievable because you're suddenly already halfway there. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I found that, you know, when you're kind of in that hard place during a race where you're just questioning, like, why am I doing this? Like, <laughs> do I really want to be, do I really want to be doing this? Like, should I pull out? Like, should I, you know, should, do I even want to complete this? It's just you, you remind yourself, like, would I be doing this a year ago and how much I have changed in a year and mm -hmm. you know like I would have never imagined myself climbing up a mountain and swimming in this freezing cold water and you know crawling under barbed wire and lifting all these heavy things and climbing over walls like I never imagined myself doing that so it's like you just I always found that when you know I find that hard place you just remind yourself like how far you've come and then it just kind of keeps pushing you to go a little bit further. Exactly. But I also found, in addition to that, is that just as soon as you make that initial commitment, you're going to do it, whatever happens. And yeah. when, the, when the race kicks off and the adrenaline kicks in, you're just going to do all of these things. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, everyone's going to have a good and a bad race. Um, yeah. But in, in the end, you finished it. Like, you still, you still accomplished something, you know. Maybe you missed an obstacle that you always get or... Maybe you, like, you bonked a little bit, like, you were running, but you just, like, you just didn't have the energy, like, you know, things happen, but in the end, you still woke up really early in the morning and, like, <laughs> ran this race, and you accomplished, like, so much, like, before a lot of the people are even waking up, you know, so you have to just kind of remind yourself that, too. Awesome, and I do also get a really good reminder of that from your Instagram pictures, <laughs> um, do you mind telling our listeners where they can find you online? Yeah, so you can uh, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my name's going to be Zoe S Z C Z. I know it's a little weird name, but if you when you see my last name, you'll understand why I um, shortened it. Um, so you can add <laughs> me on Instagram if you want. Um, I'm also on Snapchat as well. I mean, most of the time now because I'm recovering, it's a lot of me just eating and recovering and all this other stuff but when I'm going to start training again I'll start posting more so awesome I look forward to that um if you haven't signed up for a race go do it um and if you have signed up for a race you know uh good luck and also just remind yourself that you know like when life knocks you down you get up you brush yourself off and you just keep moving forward so um just keep telling yourself that Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. And in the meantime, follow our Instagram page at Grit Camp um, to find out who the next guest will be. You can also visit us at grit.camp slash women of OCR um, to submit your questions for future episodes or leave any feedback. This podcast is brought to you by Grit Camp, the online guide to obstacle course racing. It was created by V and myself. Um, and you can find us at grit.camp. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other tool. You can also send us feedback directly via the page at grit.camp slash women of OCR or via our Instagram at gritcamp. See you next time.